A group of islands off of the northwest coast of Europe, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland includes England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. The British influence can be seen worldwide, and tea is among the most common drinks. London is home to more than 8 million citizens, and it is estimated that more than 300 languages are spoken in the city. I met Connie while attending a film cinematography class in Paris, France. We met so many amazing people over the summer in the class. Connie feels that because of the internet and our global awareness, there are less differences between young people of the world and we all have similar ideas and goals. Connie shared the disparity that is visible between classes in England, as well as the London-centric mentality that the rest of the world has. She thinks that the United Kingdom has plain food, yet we spoke about amazing dishes such as chicken tikka masala, fish and chips, cheesy chips, sticky toffee pudding, and Cadbury chocolate. She ended our conversation by sharing that Yorkshire tea is the best tea you will find. I love that Connie shared that the younger generations care about global issues and that people need to be kind. She feels that if something is not affecting you, why do you care? I think we're quite radical young people. You know, we, we used to we like have t-shirts that say eat the rich on them. And you know, we go to climate change protests. We went to Black Lives Matter. We care a lot about it and to us young people all the young people i know we care so much about like left wing and being liberal and, and just being a nice person just like i think the thing is that the older generation don't understand is that even if you don't agree with something if it is not affecting you why do you care you know i don't know i will never understand that like it's not your business just leave them they're not doing anything Hello everybody, you are listening to Evan Worldwide. On this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey around the world. You will hear young people's perspectives on culture, conflict, and cuisine. So let's go. Hi, I'm Connie. I'm 20 years old and I'm from Sheffield in England. And if anyone doesn't know where that is, it's near Manchester. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, perfect, perfect. Okay, so um, first question, would you say that there's a lot of conflict in the UK? I think that on the surface there isn't. I think that if you looked at England, you probably wouldn't think that there is, but I think that there is a nasty underbelly to England that I think sometimes you have to be there to see it. I think that we like to think of ourselves as quite a liberal country, but there are definitely conflicts within our country of course um obviously it's like really divided between north and south and even then it's like scotland and england i think so yeah i I think i think on the surface no but i think if you looked a bit closer you could definitely see some especially social conflicts okay like what exactly are those social conflicts that you're talking about so i think the fact that it's clear in england that London has all the money so there's a sort of stereotype that the south is where all the money is um, and to an extent that's true but uh, I think that there's a neglect to every literally everywhere else in the UK other than London it's kind of this it's very London central the UK and I think that's one of the main factors there's a lot of like I think nasty stereotypes that go around about people who aren't from the south I mean we all I mean they all have their different types but I think they're probably the main factors of those particular conflicts in in England. All right, all right. And well, it's funny, actually, now that I think about it, like, from what I know, apparently, like, South London is not, like, super wealthy area. It's, like, not super wealthy. Is that true? There's, um, so obviously in London, there's, like, different areas. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still really expensive to live almost anywhere in London. Oh, for sure, for sure. uh, it's like, but I think that there's there's pockets of London that that's where all the money is in the UK. And without London, like we probably wouldn't be able to survive. But I think it's quite frustrating when you see people on council estates or like children who don't, who won't eat till the next free school meal. And then there are people in London who live in these massive houses and have all these cars and all these, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sure. I think, I think that the class system in England is one of the, one of the most prevalent like factors of our conflict. Right. Yeah. So you'd say like one of the biggest social issues is classism. Yeah. I think there's loads of issues that play into classism. 
I think that, again, on the surface, England doesn't like to think of itself as like particularly a racist country. We do a lot of things to try and combat that. But as I say, it's like that underbelly. And I think it came out quite a lot like during the Euros, like the football and stuff. And I think when you talk to like real people from England and not kind of that surface, it can be quite racist. I think that classism is something that people don't talk about as much. But it's really, I think it's terrible in England. The class system in England is is terrible. The divide is just so, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that's crazy. So like, would there be discrimination towards people that are like of the poorer class? I think that it's it's kind of quite like, it's about the way you speak a lot of the time. So it's like, if you don't speak properly, there's like a certain standard to things in England that I think that if you don't meet those standards, it's, it's very telling of your class if you know what I mean and so it's a lot there's things in England that I think are a lot less accessible I think it's quite clear from like the media we put out as well and almost all of our celebrities are privately educated southern people who are you know who are so put together and you really don't get many actors put out who have access to to who have access to that do you know what I mean there's so yeah. we are, that's what I mean on the surface I think people think of like British people as you know we all wear top hats and live in Kensington and you know but that's all we put out because most people most people don't have those opportunities and I think I think that's one of the most the most prevalent things to me like when you turn on the TV in England and if you heard anything other than a posh southern voice it'd be quite jarring like it's quite you wouldn't expect it yeah Yeah. all right all right what other social issues are most prevalent in the UK I think that for the most part we are okay when it comes to like sexism and things comparatively I think it's not terrible but I think sometimes the way that like the police handle certain cases and stuff it definitely appears to be you know quite sexist or you know especially when it comes to like rape allegations or grooming or things like that like it took quite a long time for that to kind of come through and there's a lot of history around that um homophobia I think again if you go to more metropolitan parts of the UK like you know Manchester Centre Newcastle Centre of London things like that it's it's absolutely fine but as I say it's kind of there there is like underlying elements of homophobia but uh, I don't know if that's particularly like in our system and even racism it's not in our system in the same way that it, it is in America because obviously like England's a lot older than like America so our at the racism in England isn't embedded into the system it's more a social thing okay I get that so it's kind of interesting that you were talking about how like the UK is like like a much older country given yeah. the, like there's much more of a history and yeah. I mean don't get me wrong um from what I've learned like the UK has colonized pretty much almost the entire world yeah but like Ew. but like would that like in that regard has the UK kind of changed compared to like colonizing mo- a lot of places and whatever uh, and like re- well, that kind of regard of racism like if people yeah. from those countries that they colonized and then came to the UK, would they be discriminated by anybody? I think it's it would be much more of a social or even an unconscious thing if they did get discriminated against. We had a lot of like Jamaican people come to England in like the 60s time. And it was like a really big historical thing. And I don't think that, I mean, I, I obviously can't speak for them. I wouldn't know. Um, but, you know, I, I haven't seen any particular discrimination to them there's been a couple of instances where I think that like in school the people who were people of color would be like criticized for like wearing certain things that were just part of their culture or things like that which was absolutely disgusting but I don't think that I've I've not seen it like in extremes I think it's mainly I've I've personally have only seen like social quite tame things but yeah all right all right okay just overall you should, the main things you've seen are classism and then classism's yeah. bad I mean, like, all you have to do with classism is look at, like, our royal family. Like, imagine, like, having those people there. I mean, I know, the, like, the rest of the world, oh, they love the royal family. It's like, it's like, oh, oh, they're so great. Oh, William and Kate, the Queen, she's great. But, and they're, you know, in many ways, lots of people in England are like that. But that's the main divide between the old people and the young people. N- nobody over the age of 40, like, that I've met doesn't like the monarchy but everybody like every all of my friends me all my friends don't agree that 
somebody should have that much money when there are people who are starving in our country and people who are homeless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. It's just like a, such a divide in in money. Yeah, and the fact that that's what is put out to the world, the Queen, and don't I'm, don't don't get me wrong, Liz, Liz, Lizzie, bless her. But every the others, like all that stuff that came out with Meghan was disgusting. The way they treated her was disgusting. The way they put her up against Kate. When we're talking about social issues, the media, our, the British media, in terms of every issue, racism, sexism, homophobia, anything is disgusting. The way they talk about women is disgusting. The way like, that they pick like Kate up against Megan and like bring pregnancy as an issue, like, and the way that they compare women and put them up against each other is terrible. And the way that they discriminated against Megan because she was American and because of the color of her skin was disgusting. And I think everybody in England knew that the media was were appalling when they treated Megan like that. Absolutely. That's very, that's very bad. Was there like specific types of sources that would be posting that kind of content oh yeah so um <laughs> this is so bad of us but we have a newspaper called the daily mail uh we mm. call it the daily hile because it's so right wing um it's like really bad and it's like if anyone reads the daily mail it's like oh they read the daily mail but all of our tabloids are like that like all of them they're always talking about how women look or the way that they their, their weight or their body or and our media is really bad for that. And I'm just curious, like, is that like something that family members would even talk about? Like, I think my, like my grandparents and stuff, they don't realize how bad the media is. So they like believe all of it. So my grandpa, this is what I mean when I say it's like generational. My grandparents and like even some of my aunts and stuff, they hate Megan and like they are always criticizing. And whenever they see like me or anyone else or the women in the family, they're like, oh, you know, you've lost weight. You're looking slim. And it's all was like you didn't need to bring that up Joan you didn't need to bring that up you know like <laughs> um it is a bit like that gotcha it's not it's not too bad sometimes you just think eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure eh. so I have this next question and it kind of talk goes like to when you were saying like it's a generational do you think there's yeah. a shift in perspective in young people or do young people in the UK still think these conflicts are valid I think that for the most part young people we are quite radical young people me all of my friends I don't know if that's just because we're all you know we're all quite working class women you know what I mean and we have quite a bit of perspective. We, most of the people that I know, are very, very, very liberal. We hate the Tories. Like, you know, we we used to, we like have T-shirts that say eat the rich on them and kind of are so, you know, we go to climate change protests. We went to Black Lives Matter. We care a lot about it. And, you know, we do so much. We, we don't do fast fashion anymore. We only shop at like thrift shops and are always trying to do things. And we're all vegetarian. And, you know, to us young people, all the young people I know, we care so much about like left wing and being liberal and, and just being a nice person. Just like, I think the thing is that the older generation don't understand is that even if you don't agree with something, if it is not affecting you, why do you care? You know, I don't know. I will never understand that. Like, it's not your business. Just leave them. They're not not doing anything like they just haven't met many young people I have met a few but I have not met many young people who have any particularly not left-wing views and even then I don't think I've ever met young person who's particularly right-wing well I guess it's just interesting so you talk about like how a lot of your friends are like left-wing and you were mm. saying how like you guys really care about being a nice person do you think that like have you met any nice people that happen to be Tories or like happen to be um anyone <laughs> have you been spying on my life well my boyfriend, he, I, I'm just going to go and this is going to be so embarrassing. So he he lives in the South, officially. Um, and his parents are bankers in London. And they have lots of money and they have a swimming pool. And, uh, you know, they were all very rich. And because in Sheffield, the, we, we were all left wing. I think going to uni and meeting more right wing people. There are people who I wouldn't, I've never, I've actually not met anyone who is Tory. I've met a couple who are Lib Dem. That's like the middle. And I've met a few young people who are left wing but maybe aren't as radical as maybe some of us. Yeah, they're, they're nice people. Of course, they're nice people. But sometimes it's it's difficult to know whether to say something or not. I think sometimes it's you don't want to make problems. But if we don't make problems and call people out on the way that they behave, we aren't going to change. And unfortunately, 
you know, us young people, we've got the job to, the job's been dumped on us. We have to make change. By the way, I just realized that like yeah. not many people know what a Tory is. I don't think oh. <laughs> like, people that sorry. are not British or at least that don't know, really know too much about British politics. So I'm sorry. How ignorant of me. Um, <laughs> no, no so Tories are the conservative party. So they're the right wing group in the UK. They aren't particularly, they aren't very, very right wing in comparison to a lot of other countries who have right wing parties. But they are more right wing than I would like. <laughs> I would not vote for them. <laughs> and okay. they very much upkeep the rich being rich. And in my opinion, the poor being poor. Yes. Gotcha. So a little bit like capitalism. Yes. And we have in the UK, we have the Labour Party, and they're like, they're like the other one. If you would, if it was a two-party system, they're the left-wing side. And it can be very, very left-wing sometimes. I think that. That's why they lost so badly in the last election, because they were actually too extreme, I think, for a lot of people, like um, especially a lot of northern people who would always vote for the Labour Party. In the last election, the Labour Party became too extreme and they actually that's that's why they lost a lot of votes. Gotcha. All right. All right. When you're talking about like the northern like in the north, are you talking about like Manchester and like yeah. other cities that are up north or like Scotland? Yeah, Scotland um, uh, is another case. I think because Scotland's split in split into like opinions. You've got the people who hate England and will vote like for the Scottish party and love Nicola Sturgeon and like stuff. And then you've got the Scottish people who obviously want to stay with the UK. I think Northern people see themselves. It's like another I- identity, I think to us, which I don't think Southern people like, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah. What do you think about Scotland trying to gain independence? My opinion of it is if I was in their shoes, I don't, I wouldn't blame them. Like I probably, if I was Scottish, realistically, I probably would want to leave too, but they don't leave because it's more financially beneficial for them to be part of the UK gotcha. um, because they've got resources, but basically they're a lot poorer without the, the, without England. So, yeah, that makes sense. And then what about like Northern Ireland? Like if Northern Ireland reunited with the Republic of Ireland, would that, like, what do you think about uh... that? I think that um, the conflicts within Ireland are very complicated and we don't learn enough about it, I don't think, in in school. We learn a bit, but again, kind of if I was Northern Irish, I wouldn't want to be part of it. If I was Northern Irish, I probably would want to be with Ireland. But Mm -hmm. again, I think it could be more financially beneficial for them to be part of the UK. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So this next question, do you keep up with politics and government in the UK? Me personally, I try to. I'm always signing petitions. There's certain things in the UK that sometimes you can't even help. You can't avoid it. Like the the party in Downing Street, like everybody is talking about that. And, you know, you can't you can't escape it, I think, here. But I try and keep up with it because it's important. It's, you know, my future at the end of the day. So I do. I do really try. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's the whole is the whole future of the next generation. So I think it's important yeah. to keep up with politics. What sources of media do you go to when you try to get your information about politics? So I quite obviously most people in the UK will watch BBC News. A lot of people obviously read papers and tabloids and things like that. But um, we all know that our tabloids can have quite a subjective view um, and have an angle that they're trying to do and, and even sometimes you can tell when you watch the BBC that you kind of think that's not as because the BBC is meant to be very objective um even sometimes I think you can kind of you kind of think oh that's a little bit but sometimes they, they, they're telling it from quite left-wing point of view or even a right wing and most of the time I'd, I'd go to the BBC because compared to a lot most of the sources of information in the UK um that's probably the most objective one gotcha so like you would listen to the bbc or like watch the bbc they have one <laughs> they have one at six o'clock and they have one at 10 o'clock <laughs> and they have one in the morning so nice. uh yeah and that's obviously the bbc has their own radio so when you're in the car you listen to it so that that's okay. probably mostly where where i hear most of the news yeah because i was about to say like i feel like everyone has such a busy lifestyle that like going to sit down and watch the news i don't know if like yeah have time to do that. it's um sometimes 
I think it's when when you're with your family as well and you're having tea and you go, oh, I'll just listen to the headlines mm. and you put on the news at six and we all watch the headlines. And then once the headlines are done, if there's not a story we care about, we're like, turn it off, <laughs> put the Simpsons on, you know. Um, but it is it's something that I think we do every day, most days. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that most British people do every day or like your family? Well, I would say most British people, because as I say, it's just kind of something that even if you're watching the, the telly with your with any family, like whenever I'm at my friend's house, anytime and you're watching a film, I might just can we just watch the headlines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just watch the headlines. And that's kind of more more what we're what we're like. Yeah. And then um, so like whenever you're watching the TV or listening to the radio, have yeah. you ever noticed any type of censorship? We are not particularly from the media. But talking about our government and i could i could say a few things about that okay well then sure <laughs> the government they just hide things from us don't they i mean i mean we've got to say the party in downing street was an absolute it was an absolute joke they make and that's why like our, our covid cases are obviously through the roof because after the government had been hiding so many instances of that over the last two years why would anyone want to respect those rules after they find out that Boris has been lying to them for all that time? And, you know, obviously the Tory party, the Conservative party, um, lost all their credibility after that came out. And them lying to us, they ha- have hidden things from us. And it's awful. It's it, That is how you, you know that the government thinks they're better than you because they're trying to tell you what to do but the rules don't apply to them right definitely um i guess just one thing so like just to clarify the queen doesn't have any say in like politics Um, does she so technically that whenever a bill or a law or anything is passed she has to sign it she has never said no do you know what I mean? Like, okay. she doesn't really have any le- like standing on it. It's just a formality, basically. Gotcha. So, no, she's mainly there now as a figure. All right. So would you say that she's okay with, like, that um, political, the Labour Party and, wait, is it the Labour No, the Tory Party and Downing? Our Conservative Party. Um, well, she, well, I think that... You know, the Queen, bless her, comes from a different time. And obviously, we, as we learned with the whole cons- like thing with Meghan, and the, the royal family is more like a company than an actual family. And what we get told about the royal family is very controlled. They're not running their own family. It's a, it's a company. But, so what, what the Queen thinks, I don't think we'll ever really know, because if she thinks anything that's going to be unpopular, they wouldn't let us know. She wouldn't say anything. She, she usually remains quite impartial to anything. I mean, I should imagine because she's like, what, one of the richest people ever, that she probably would like the Tories because, you know, she doesn't want to hand over 50% of her earnings. <laughs> Yeah, which is sure. obviously what the tax system would do but we would never we would never know her opinion because they would control that she remains right. quite impartial okay okay that makes more sense i guess we'll move on to the next question yeah. do you have a lot of friends from different countries or have you met a lot of people from different countries that's <laughs> got you evan obviously all the people we met in paris mm-hmm. so obviously jana she's from lebanon and dunya from montenegro and uh, Floor from the Netherlands and CP from Belgium and you know Martin and Nimi and you know I, th- I think I, I think I've got a few friends from other countries yeah <laughs> yeah yeah all right nice um if you mean like as well my my best friend she's she's from Burma but I think that's pretty good <laughs> yeah no that's that's solid no definitely and like from these people that you met from like us that you've met do you see more similarities or differences I think that there's not many there's not many things that I think oh that's really different they you know most to be honest I think with the internet those barriers are not as as strong anymore you know we're kind of all mixing with each other all the time and kind of speaking to people from other countries anyway I don't think there's anything in particular that I thought oh that's really different I don't think (laughs) if I think of something I'll I'll tell you (laughs) (laughs) okay okay well I guess I was just thinking like um I don't know how many Americans you've met or if you've been to the U.S. to like how yeah. much of a culture shock the U.S. Oh. is compared to the U.S. Oh, you mean like that? Okay, I've been to the United States three, four times. No, technically four, but um, the first two, I was like five, so it doesn't really count. Okay. But I remember 
remember we went to New York, uh, and I don't know if it, there's like stereotypes about different places in America. The people in New York were very, uh, very loud, very loud <laughs> people. Um, you know, I, we were on a tour bus and they were like, this is like wide, like big, high pitched voices, and it's very loud. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to, I've been to Florida a few times, and I like Florida. <laughs> I like Florida. It's all right. It's, it's warm. I've never found that an American person has been impolite. If anything, they are a lot more friendly than we are, than British people, because, you know, you'll be sat on the bus going to Disneyland and they'll just start chatting with you. And so I think some, you know, in some places in England, that's quite normal. But from in big cities, especially, it's quite like, oh, hello, yes, okay. And mm-hmm. quite loud. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. can't get a word in Edgeway. <laughs> it's funny, I guess. I don't like... think that about you, by the way, Evan. That's just when oh, I've been thank there. You. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I remember there was something I saw on like YouTube video about two British people talking about like um, <laughs> 10 things you shouldn't do while going to the UK. And one of the yeah. things was like, don't walk super slowly when you're like in a big city. Cause like that if somebody so bumps, right. oh, <laughs> I, no, because I, like I, if they if you bump into someone, then they're gonna say sorry, but it's gonna be so passive aggressive. Yeah, like, you should be sorry. That's what it is. Um, it's like me and my my friends call it. It's like passive aggressive walking. It's like racing, passive racing, and like you're just walking, and we're like walking down the street, and I'm like, and I'll be like, I can get past them, easy, <laughs> easy. It's like power walking in England in a big city, especially up north. I think that people will always say sorry up north. In in London, I like I will say this confidently. They are so rude every time I go to London, and sometimes we'll be walking towards each other, and you know they won't see me, or they'll they'll think, oh, I don't have to move for them, and they'll just stop in front of me and not say anything, and I just think just that's so rude and I obviously bless my soul I'm always like oh I'm sorry even when it's not my fault and yeah. you know it's a stereotype we're always apologizing for things we haven't done but yeah no competitive walking big thing in in the UK you just I, slow walkers are actually the pain of everybody's existence like <laughs> I hate it so much that is hilarious it's so funny that you were saying how like the UK like people some people are just so mean when we were in France did you ever find like French people or Parisians to be like mean at least or like yeah. at the caliber of British people definitely I would definitely hold I'm sure they're lovely you know don't get me wrong French people I've got nothing against you but you were so rude to me over the summer <laughs> oh they do not like us I mean to be fair History. obviously British people are the most they're the biggest tourists in in the world aren't they is it like with German people German people tour are tourists quite a lot as well we're so obnoxious aren't we I, I don't blame them for for getting annoyed because you know Paris is such a cultural place and we come in and go hello I don't speak French I speak English do you speak English and like that's so rude that's so obnoxious of us to assume that everybody speaks English it's like in Spain Spain we're terrible for aren't we it's like notorious that British people go to Spain and just go to places where there's only British people so they're not going for the culture just going for the sun and like we learn Spanish or French up until we're about 16 and then nobody speaks it again do you know yeah no I get that I get that I wouldn't like us either. They were rude, very rude, but I completely understand. I don't know. I'm not British, so I can't really have a say. Because when I think about it, when Americans go and travel, it's they're also like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't speak the language. I only speak English. And they'll like just be taking pictures of everything and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But I guess I guess it's not as bad for Americans because if Americans leave America, isn't that quite like a big thing? If you hear an American voice, like when you're abroad, it's like, oh my God, they're American. Yeah, no, really. Yeah, I thought that everybody, when we were in Paris, I was so shocked at how many of them had American accents because obviously they learned from like TV and like, I was very surprised. At, you know, because obviously it's like right next to England. You would have just assumed that they'd all talk like the Queen. No, no, they were very, very American. I, I was quite surprised, to be honest. Yeah, yeah they, I'm Louis, sorry. Louis sounded more American than me, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you can put this in the podcast, by the way. I will stand by it. Kept trying to tell me that a chip was a fry. They were like, well, no, me? you're wrong, you're wrong. No, no, all of the, pe- all the people who had learned English English, obviously, and obviously they're amazing. I could never learn a language that well. They were like, no, it's a fry. Call it a fry. And I went, we invented the language. It's a chip. It's a chip. And they're like, I say, I say fries, but I guess I'll convert to say chips in front of Britain. Yeah, but the thing is, is you're American. Yeah, you're okay, American. It's the fact they were like fry. I was like, no, it's a chip. <laughs> 
Do you see young people advocating for peace and less conflict in the UK? Um, would you see people go out and protest in the streets? Yeah, I was at work two days ago and there was a protest that went past. It was massive. Uh, it was against something to do with the police that they'd done. It was a liberal one. I mean, you know, there's the odd anti-vax protest, but mainly we get big climate change ones. There was a massive trend a few years ago, a massive thing like with loads of climate change protests and uh, obviously during Black Lives Matter. I think Sheffield had the biggest protest it's had in years. It was massive. Definitely I do. And it's it's and it's good. I remember like earlier you said you attended a couple like which ones did you go to? Uh, I went to a couple of climate change ones where we uh, skipped school to go to them. Uh, it was good. It was really good. We had banners that said uh, uh, the climate. Have you tried turning it off and on again? And like, you know, we all got <laughs> up and we had we had a microphone and we were saying it was um the 15th of February, I specifically remember. And me and my friend got up and my friend went, uh, what what day was it yesterday, Connie? And I went, Valentine's Day. And she went, yeah, the day of love. What about the love for our planet? And everyone went berserk. It was so funny. <laughs> no, that's definitely. So, that is, that's clever. Now that is yeah. very clever. <laughs> I didn't come up with it. She did. <laughs> okay. But like, you know what? You two did it together. So that's clever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll okay. take the credit. Okay. So my last question about the conflict and then we'll go to the food is, um, how can young people help spread awareness to advocate for peace in the United Kingdom? I think that everyone should vote. I've met far too many people who don't agree with conservative Tory policies who don't vote. That's really infuriating. Vote. We, you know, the suffragettes literally, some of them died to get us the vote. So vote. I think more people should go to protest. The times where we've got bunked off school to go, more people could have, I think. I think mainly those those kind of things. I think voting's a big one. It really yeah. annoys me when people don't vote. Oh my gosh, yes. Definitely in the US, like there's some people that won't vote and then like some people will just be furious because it's like voting is like one of our essential rights yeah. that each, every US citizen has like no matter what, you will always be able to get to vote. And it's like, if you don't vote, like you don't use that power, then there's not going to be change. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Although it's kind of, you were saying that like, there were some people that died for other people's votes. Like, oh yeah. Like, uh, oh, I always forget that. Like, sorry. Yeah. So, um, so we had the suffragette movement in the UK, which was about, it was a hundred years ago. Well, it's 102, three years ago, about 1918, that women got the vote finally. And so we had, there was a massive group of women who actually started in Manchester. And um, one of them, she stepped out in front of the Queen's horse and she got trampled by a horse and died. Uh, that's really famous. Then they all got put in prison, the women who were fighting for the vote they used to like smash shop windows and like protest all the time in the streets and they were really like violent and they got put in prison and then they'd refuse to eat and like loads of them died of like starvation and things like that and and then they'd, they'd like you know feed them through a tube in like 1915 and stuff when we were finally allowed to vote it was like a big thing at school they'd come and they'd say like um well the suffragettes fought for your vote so so you're gonna yeah. vote oh my god yes definitely i get i guess now that i think about it were the protests that you went to, were they violent at all? Or like, were they mostly uh, peaceful? None that I've been to. None, no protests that I've been to have been, been violent. There's been, I don't think, I don't, I've never even been to one where there's been like particularly opposition. I think the, our black, obviously some of the Black Lives Matter protests in England did get violent especially down in London, but they were actually all the, the people who were against it, who started that. And then obviously they retaliated uh, in Sheffield. I don't think so. There might've been a bit of pushing and shoving, but <laughs> yeah, you, if you get a big crowd, that's going to happen. Sure. That'll happen anywhere if you get a big crowd. All right. So we're halfway through. We're now going to the food questions a little more. Oh, I like food. And then, and yeah, so I'm really excited because, you know, there's that stereotype that people think that British food is just like bland. It so, is very bland. <laughs> it is bland. Okay, so if it is if it is bland, but that's still. What are some of the most popular dishes in the UK? Or like, is there a national oh, dish? Yeah, we do have a national dish. Um, so technically, the national dish of the UK, uh, chicken tikka masala, because technically that was that was technically invented in England because it's like it's like obviously it comes from like India, but it was made in England. So weird. 
if we're talking about like stereotypical British dishes, of course there's fish and chips. And then one thing that I didn't realize that no one else did was like put baked beans on things. Oh my <laughs> God, yes. So okay. obviously we've, <laughs> we've no, got full go English ahead. breakfast. Yeah, yeah. So full English, but we always have beans with it. So we have beans for breakfast. You can have beans on toast for breakfast, yeah. beans on a jacket potato, beans. And we, use, we even have, oh my God, they're disgusting. When you go camping, you get beans with little sausages in them in the tin. <laughs> so bad and then um you've got I'm trying to think what other foods we've got we've got um a parmo parmo is like a, that's a northern thing um so that's like chicken with a garlic sauce with a massive slab of cheese on top that they melt and you can get it from like it's it's good but um, it's from you get that from takeaways obviously and then this is the thing in the north so we put gravy on chips we put mm. curry on chips as well and we always have like cheesy chips with gravy or cheesy chips with curry and uh, i love it it's my go-to on a night out it's brilliant uh, i mean i don't know why i should be talking about this i'm 16 but like you know i feel like drinking is such a <laughs> i feel like prepare you for when you're 21 of, like, the british culture but... oh yeah obviously we're not allowed to, we're not allowed to drink till we're 18 but i don't know anyone who wait until they were 18 but on a night out my go-to is cheesy chips so cheesy like cake. oh like big <laughs> chunky chips with just loads of cheese on top and it all melts and it's lovely that's my go-to and then oh, yeah. sometimes we put when we put curry sauce on it <laughs> that, that's the one for me <laughs> definitely for sure and then you were talking about like baked beans do you put <laughs> Worcester sauce or Heinz ketchup on your baked beans? Yeah, you can. You can do. You can put... Um, no, but like, do you? Ketchup. Ketchup. Uh, or do I? I personally don't because what would happen when you're a kid? You get like fish fingers and chips and then you might get like beans with that. So you'd either get beans or peas depending on how healthy you were and then with your beans you'd ask for ketchup but you weren't allowed it because the beans served as the sauce mm. <laughs> so you, were, you wouldn't be allowed the ketchup because you would have to use the sauce from baked beans <laughs> yeah but like apparently like there's this huge debate between some british people it's like if you put heinz ketchup or worcester sauce like on your beans like i don't know if that's a thing um i personally don't but sometimes i think if you have a full english breakfast and you've got like baked beans with it you could have ketchup with that meal too yeah. like in my opinion you could could but i don't <laughs> okay okay gotcha wait so you were also saying like uh jacket potato what exactly yeah. is a jacket potato you don't know what a jacket potato is i don't think so is it just like a baked potato yeah it's like baked potato but we call it a jacket spud okay so a spud is a potato and then a jacket because it's like when you bake it it looks like it's got a little jacket on it oh it's like a jacket potato that's so jacket cute spud. the jacket spuds in england are like and we have a, you know, baked beans and cheese on your jacket potato. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And okay, so now, now what is your favorite British dish? I think it's got to be, uh, it's got to be curry sauce on chip because when I was in school, every Friday would be fish and chip day. So I, I went to Catholic school and obviously you'll know if you're Catholic. Fish Fridays. Yeah, fish Friday on, on every Friday. And it, it was everywhere in England. Even if you didn't go to a Catholic school, fish and chips were served on a Friday. Fish and chip Friday. And like, even when you'd go home, sometimes you'd, it'd be fish and chip Friday. You'd have fish and chips. It was brilliant. And I remember uh, during lockdown, we had, obviously nothing was allowed to open. But one day they opened the fish and chip shop, you know, on Good Friday during Easter. Because traditionally you're meant to eat fish and chips. Exactly. And that one day they were allowed to open. And the queue for, the, for my fish and chip shop went all the way down the street. It was so, it was brilliant. My favourite British food is it's got to be chips with curry sauce on top because we'd have that every Friday at school. Oh my God. Oh, treat so yourself. Good. Treat yourself from, because you had a hard week. You'd go downstairs and you'd have those, and the chips were like soggy from the curry sauce. And just, oh, beautiful. That's, <laughs> yeah. so, that's so nice. And, you know, you were talking about like chips with gravy and stuff. It kind of reminds yeah. me of poutine in Canada. So they're, <laughs> they're basically chips with cheese curds and gravy on top. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's like oh, Canada's brilliant. national dish. And I didn't know that. Yeah, well, it's interesting because now that I think about it, like the British came to Canada and then like, yeah. so did the French and then just merged it. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so cool. kind of interesting when you like really think about it. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. That wouldn't have happened oh. if it weren't for the British. But then, yeah. you know, there's other wow. results. Next question. Do you have a special dish or family recipe that gives you, like, good memories? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, my family aren't really big cooks. 
obviously, as I say, in England, we, we keep it simple most of the time. My dad can only cook paella. He cannot cook anything else. And my mum... Yeah, can only cook what? Paella. Oh, paella. It's the Spanish dish. All right, yeah. We, we, we call it paella. But my that's the only thing my dad can cook. And then my mum on a Saturday make make used to make me a fish finger sandwich. (laughs) That's that's my like makes me feel like a kid again kind of thing because fish finger sandwich that makes me feel like I'm a kid. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, that's amazing. And then like on the fish finger sandwich, would it just be the fish fingers or like would you put like you know lettuce, tomato, and stuff, and then like some condiments like tartar sauce? No. (laughs) I mean we have. We'd, we, I'd put ketchup on it, like loads of ketchup. Oh, ketchup Because I was like six and I'd put loads of ketchup on it. But yeah. like if you go into a restaurant, because in England you can buy fish finger sandwiches in a restaurant, they'd put like lettuce there, but you'd take it out. You couldn't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Like now that I think about it as a kid, I would never ask for like lettuce and tomato on like a burger or like a fish sandwich. So I was like... Yeah, yeah. I would be very confused if anyone gave me that. <laughs> <laughs> what does your family do on like dishes differently compared to other British people? Or, like would you guys add something to like shepherd's pie that's not oh i forgot about shepherd's pie yeah that's a good british dish as well shepherd's pie is really good yeah yeah, we have shepherd's pie and cottage pie which is different difference i don't really know but there is a difference (laughs) what exactly are they so they're like potato with a gravy and like beef thing underneath and i don't really know what the difference is but they're really good. Oh yeah, another thing in England, of course, is Sunday dinner. That's oh, like a, a big Sunday thing. roast. Yeah, like Sunday roast. That's very British. God, oh, I've got, forgot. No, I've got another one. Can I say another one? Yeah, of course. Yorkshire puddings is what? very British. I mean, I kind of know what they are, but like, I don't really know exactly. So like, what exactly? Yorkshire puddings are paste. So the pancake mix. Um, So Yorkshire, history lesson, but it's not really. Yorkshire is a place in England. It's like a bit section in England. It's where it's like Sheffield and that's where I'm from. So Yorkshire, it's like Yorkshire puddings, they're pancake mix, but into a little bowl, like a little cup. And it's like a little pastry cup that you fill with gravy. And so from that, you get a dish called a toad in the hole, which is like a sausage. in the Yorkshire pudding and that's called toad in the hole uh, and that's a really good British dish too <laughs> oh my god that's, like, that's such a clever name now that I think about it or like it's, it's such so a good name genuinely and like it's just one of the most the best part of a Sunday roast is the Yorkshire puddings nobody cares about the carrot the Yorkshire puddings are where it's at <laughs> and we have that we always have Yorkshire puddings at Christmas as well so that's a British thing okay so um I remember this thing I saw on like a British TV show and it was like popovers like what I feel like they were similar to Yorkshire pudding like what's the difference Uh, between a popover and a Yorkshire pudding I don't know what a popover is let me look it up oh they are quite similar no a popover is sweet isn't it I mean I I don't know oh so they're like little muffin things oh I do know what a popover is it's a bit like a scone you know what a scone scone. is yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's built like that. No, a Yorkshire pudding savory. They're quite stodgy, but a Yorkshire pudding's like hollow. It yeah, didn't yeah. even occur to me that someone wouldn't know what a Yorkshire pudding pudding is. It's just brilliant. Um. Okay. What are some dishes that, like, when I travel to the UK, like, I can't miss? So, like, someone traveling to the UK, oh. what are some dishes um, that I cannot miss? Okay. So, if you go into the UK and you want some food, you have to go to Weatherspoons and get a breakfast in Weatherspoons. Weatherspoons is a big chain around everywhere in the country that sell really cheap food. And it's like a black pub. You need to go to a, a, like a pub in the countryside and have sausage and mash or shepherd's pie, something like that. And then you need to go to a seaside town. Brighton's good if you're going in the south. If you're in the north, there's loads of terrible seaside towns in the north. Go and get fish and chips. And then if you're getting takeaway, do they have battered sausage in America? Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. So we sell them, we sell them in the fish and chip shop. If you don't want fish you can get a battered sausage. So it's essentially the same, but it's just a sausage with the same batter that you put around a fish. <laughs> so you could get that. I think they're the main ones. If you were going out to eat, you'd have to get a full English. It's very important. Um, you'd have to go to a pub and have, you know, pint pint of la- like beer with food. Yeah. Definitely. No, that sounds great. Okay, so I was watching this video on British Vogue about Adele and she was trying different foods. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things she was talking about was like takeout. She was saying Nando's, Nando's chicken. Yeah. Wait, do they not have Nando's? No, do you not I have don't Nando's? Have, no, we don't have Nando's. We don't have Nando's? No. What? Well, we oh, don't. you know, you need to go to Nando's. Oh, yes, you need to go to Nando's. So one of the stereotypes in England is like, if you go to Nando's on a date, it's like really... 
<laughs> she was saying that like that's the place 12 year olds would go for like um for a day for like, the first yeah. date we actually yeah. i don't know if it was her but it was, if it was a british another british person on tiktok if you go on a first date to nando's then you're like 12 or 13 yeah my best friend when she had a boyfriend when she was 15 they used to just go to nando's all the time my boyfriend said to me the other week he said oh should we go to nando's i said i'm not 13 i don't go to nando's <laughs> for a date like you, nando's is great nando's is really nice when you're older you go with friends it's a bit chavvy to go for a date to nando's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> but Nothing it's good like, food, good chicken. It's a chicken place, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's like any chain restaurant, you know, like Frankie and Benny's or like Pizza Hut or like anything What's like that. Frankie and Benny's in all those? Oh, oh, Frankie and Benny's is a, uh, it's like an American-Italian restaurant we have. It's aimed at kids. It's just like food. I don't know. Nice. It's it's all right. But yeah, like Nando's is a, ma- oh, I can't believe you don't have Nando's. I no, thought America no. would have loved that. But there are some in Ireland and my friends in Ireland said you have to try Nando's. Yeah, you really do. What else is a big thing in the UK about Nando's? The level of the sauce you get, like how hot you can go for the sauce. And they've got all these different sauces and it's like a big thing. Like, what sauce do you get at Nando's? Yeah. yeah. And like, what, really which good. one do you usually get? The, the mildest one. I'm pathetic. I'm pathetic. <laughs> a, a true, true pathetic British person. Just getting the plane. Uh, what are some of, what does food mean for British culture? Like, would you say food is important for the UK? I think that in comparison to other countries, not, not as much. I think in some ways, yeah. Like, as I say, fish and chip Fridays where you go home and have fish and chips, that was always like a big thing. Or like Sunday lunch is a big thing. Having the family all together on a Sunday day is quite a big part of like British culture I think oh and I guess like in the summer if you go to a seaside town and don't get fish and chips it's like what are you even doing <laughs> um I know like a lot of other countries it's very like embedded into their culture I think for us it's not it's quite it's, it's very casual it's not as like strict you know yeah, yeah. okay oh well you were saying that like Sunday lunch yeah. is a big thing like what's the difference between Sunday lunch and Sunday dinner or are they just the same thing they're like the same like oh, it's okay. some some families have it for lunch and some families have it for dinner but that kind of like sit down meal of having like meat with mash and carrots and peas and gravy and stuff you know quite a a good thing yeah no that that is nice and then like now what dish gives you like a sense of home like if you're traveling abroad and then you're like back in the UK and then you taste something and then you're like okay I'm home again I know I know exactly Cadbury's chocolate so what's Cadbury's chocolate it's a brand of chocolate in the UK it's made from like 50% 50% milk so it's really like oh, it's amazing. it's the best chocolate ever I remember whenever we go to America I'm sorry I'm so sorry your chocolate is like oh your chocolate like is not good and every time I come back from America uh, I like make someone give me like a crunchy or something like with a dairy milk a Cadbury's chocolate you know you know in in Disneyland you know how they've got Epcot with all the countries around oh my that god lake? yes yeah you know the English one what do they have that chocolate they have the they have that chocolate in there and um I remember being like oh mom I just want to buy myself I, I just want one I just want one and she was like Connie you could get one for a pound in ch- in England you're not paying that much and it's so expensive there but really good oh man I can I can just imagine like like a young little kid just asking like mom I can have chocolate and I chocolate and then there's like yeah no. <laughs> and I'm like oh you poor thing it's so expensive there because obviously they don't sell it anywhere True. I guess I'm just thinking about like other desserts or well would that be considered oh. a dessert or just a snack that's like a snack we have for dessert we have sticky toffee pudding wow that that is amazing <laughs> Yeah, it is. We have that, and then uh, we have treacle sponge. So that's a bit like it's a bit like sticky toffee pudding, but it's got like treacle on it instead. Wait, so like tree tricolor? Like there's three different colors. Oh yeah, it's more like a caramel color. So a bit. It looks like sticky toffee pudding. That's so good. That's really good. Other than that, I think that's the main dessert we have. Although I guess I was talking with like my friend from Ireland and she was saying like, oh, trifle's a big thing. And like, yeah, so, my, like I didn't know if trifle's from the UK, if it's from Ireland or like. No, no, no. It's a big, it's a big thing here. Like I've never been to a Christmas that doesn't, didn't have a trifle. Yeah. That's what she uh, was saying. She was saying like, you always have trifle for Christmas. Yeah, you do. It's like, this is exactly what it's like. It's either uh, a chocolate fudge cake, trifle or treacle sponge, like sticky toffee pudding. One of those, you've got those three options and that's it for Christmas. I never go for trifle, but yeah, trifle is a big one. I don't like cream. Oh, okay. So what about like Victoria sponge? Like, Well, the cream on that is like a bit different because it's like uh, thick, isn't it? I don't Mm -hmm. like the texture of like whipped whipped cream. cream. 
Oh, yeah. okay. It just sounds so good, like the jelly and the custard and cream, or like, or like even fruit on top. Is there fruit on top of the? Cu- of- yeah, the, so trifles will have fruit in it. There's not, so it's not on top. It's like in it. It's good. Oh, okay, it's, okay, okay, it's a good dessert. Okay, so um, I have two more questions, and then we're done with the whole thing. So cool. one question <laughs> is: Let's say someone was going to the UK. Um, where would you recommend them to go? Do you want me to answer this like I'm from London or like I'm from Sheffield? <laughs> I, think, I think that if you're coming to the UK and you've never been to the UK before, and if we're saying all of the UK, you have to go to London, don't you? It pains me to say it, but you have to go. You have to go and see Big Ben and Parliament and the London Eye and all that stuff and Buckingham Palace. And yeah, that's very nice. Edinburgh in Scotland, like so nice there. I would also say like all of the Scottish Highlands, they're beautiful. Um, I'm a bit biased because I'd say Yorkshire, but <laughs> I don't know if anyone else would say that. The Lake District's lovely. Everyone should go to the Lake District. Where Wales. are the Lake Districts? So the Lake District is a bit under Scotland. Okay. Uh, then there's there's loads of places in Wales that are gorgeous, like the Welsh coast, southern Wales, like that's really nice. Their beaches are really nice. I'm sure not not for someone in Spain from like the Spanish coast, <laughs> but uh, to us that's really nice. Yeah, I would say there. Nice, uh, go, nice. Go to Manchester. Manchester's really good. Manchester's good. Who do you support, Manchester City or Manchester United? I hate you so much. <laughs> don't ask me that. Well, I don't actually know too much about football, but I guess Manchester United's more popular, isn't it? I mean, but I Man- aren't Manchester City getting better? I have no idea, honestly. I think I think they're meant to be getting better. And then Manchester United. Well, who they, does your dad support? My my mum and dad are from a place called Middlesbrough, which oh. is ne- near Newcastle. It's very very north. Okay. Uh, so they support Middlesbrough football team. I don't know. I just support. <laughs> I, don't, I, I just came about as a when England's on a cup for England, and that's oh, it. Okay. <laughs> okay, gotcha. All right, all right. Okay, so then my very last question is: I want you to imagine that you encounter someone that doesn't know anything about the uk they didn't even know as a country they have a very neutral perspective because they don't know anything good or bad about the place yeah so if you could tell them one thing about the united kingdom what would you tell them if someone didn't know anything about the uk and they were coming to the uk i would say to them there are some very very crazy people in the uk that are very uh we are not cultured we're quite renowned for being not very cultured i would say and i would tell them that um there are a lot of good things in the uk but it's it's just so weird sometimes that is so bizarre <laughs> there's so many weird things about the uk i would just warn them i would warn them that if they're used to nice like good food they are going to be very disappointed <laughs> oh man <laughs> That doesn't, we have seem some like, that doesn't seem like that food. people should go to the UK then. Well, it doesn't seem very inviting. <laughs> oh, I would say I would say there's a lot of good history. There's a lot of very interesting historical things in the UK. It's a very interesting place. But all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Well, Connie, that's the end of the interview. Way. Thank you so Brilliant. much. This was so much fun. I love learning more about the UK. You know, coming from like the United States where like the British colonized the place and like, and then like all the history and how, no, no, no. Like and how- important. I mean, we did it. It was terrible. No, but like how big of a factor it was like in creating yeah. the United States. It's just interesting to see like, you know, some of the similarities. I mean, I mean, there's not that many similarities, but like, you know, both English speaking countries. Well, technically the US doesn't have an official language, but most is the dominant one is by far English. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, this was fun. Oh, shoot. One last thing. I don't know if I asked you this already. Do you prefer PG tips or Twinings? (laughs) um if you're asking about tea i drink yorkshire tea we have a brand called yorkshire tea and that is the best tea okay so yorkshire tea is the best one yorkshire tea is the best one gotcha yeah (laughs) right now (laughs) brilliant that was a good question i like that no like i had to get that one at the end so yeah (laughs) yeah 